Podcasting from Northwest Pennsylvania. You're listening to the Gen Extra Podcast, a show about Generation X, movies, technology, weird news, and anything else they feel like. Join them every Monday morning. Now, here's your hosts, Dave and Joe. Hey, welcome back to the show. Here yes, we here, here we, we are. are with a new a new board, right? Yeah, yeah. I decided to get a new new soundboard. Nothing wrong with the other one. I'm going to sell it, but uh, you know, I want a new toy. Is all. So if it if it sounds different, or hopefully better, hopefully better, it's because of this brand new board that we're recording on. Yeah, you know me. I'm a nerd. I like to have nerdy shit. Hey, that nerds rule the world now, man. Yeah, they do. I think I believe that 100. <laughs> percent but uh, yeah, so uh, real quick, if you're uh, new to the show, thanks for tuning in and checking us out. If you are a longtime listener, thank you for coming back as usual. Nice to have you. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Joe, what are we doing this episode? I know we got a few things on the board here. I have, we, let's see. We got a list. I do have a list. Yeah, so uh, real quick, I want to talk about uh, my daughter's in Costa Rica. And we stopped by the melting pot and had some dinner. I want to talk about that. That's a new segment we're going to call Dave Complains About Something. That's pretty much every episode, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm always griping about something. Something. Uh, I do have a story. It's I'm just going to do it as a notable news. Since we only got one story, I'm not going to make a whole weird news segment of it. Sure. Uh, but there's a photographer being sued in Ontario, and I will explain why when I get to that story. Oh, yeah, I'm interested to hear about this because I, I only got your... You only sent me the text on it, so I do not know the details. So I'm also hearing this for the first time as well. Yeah, it was pretty fascinating. Uh, but uh, the other thing we're going to do is uh, at the end of the episode, this is your heads up, uh, there will be spoilers. We're going to talk about Top Gun. Yes, because, you've been warned. Yes, we'll give you another heads up when we get to it. Uh, yeah, it, we finally saw it. We were late to the, oh, very to late. the story on this one. Yeah, dude, we, uh, what, we're like two and a half weeks or so behind everybody else when it came out? Pretty much, and like everyone and their dog has seen it, but in case you haven't, you know, yeah. uh, spoiler alert. Yeah, so uh, one more thing, too, we will try and get to if our friend Jason is, avail is available. He was going to explain the insurance thing that we talked about last episode with the, uh, what the hell was that story? It was... Uh, Oh, the, uh, the girl in the car that got an STD and then STD. sued. Yeah, sued yep. the and car insurance the, company. Com uh, they, yeah, and they the paid car them. insurance company lost the case. They had to pay out. Yeah. So I'll be interested to hear from that. He said he'd keep it to like five minutes. Okay. If we can get him on. And the other thing real quick is uh, on the last episode, excuse me, I had to hit the cough button. We were talking about that blankets, you know, putting blankets down to reserve your seats. Oh, yeah. Well, I had I had the listener who I was like, I'm like, I know one of my listeners, you know, did that. Well, she yeah. messaged me and I felt really oh, bad. Oh, no. She, I uh -oh, felt really why? bad because uh, she says, I put the blanket out because uh, her her father has a hard time walking. I'm like, oh, so here's my formal, well, my formal apology for that. I felt really bad. Well, yeah. I mean, that's that's reasonable. That's a reasonable. Does it, does it, does it cover the other 25 blankets? Probably not. No, I don't think so. But I started thinking about it, and I was like, man, is that like, what if everybody did that? And I was just like being a, being an ass about it. No. <laughs> I can't no, imagine. not possible. No. 
the other 20 some blankets there were people who threw a blanket down and left. Yeah. So uh, you know who you are. You've you've been forgiven, and I am sorry. <laughs> so oops. All right. All pro- probably all good. Yeah. So all right, let's uh, let's get into like I said, uh, my daughter's in Costa Rica currently as we speak right now. She's like three days in. Uh, have you um, um, have you ever been to Costa Rica? I have not. Me I have neither. not. I mean, I I hear it's nice this time of year. It's the rainy season, but they've been lucky so far and ha- haven't had a whole lot of rain yet. Yeah. She made like a, a shared photo album on like her phone, so we all have access every time she uploads pictures. Uh, so she she doesn't have to like text us individually photos. Right. Um, we can all just log on whenever we want to and and check out what they've been up to. It, it's actually it looks like a lot of fun. They've been doing. Uh, they they have to like do stuff to. Yeah, I mean it's an educate like the the point of the trip is is rooted in it is an educational trip. Yes. Yeah, and they they had to go like uh, move. Uh, I don't know what the trees are called. Grove, was it grove trees or something or something like that? Yeah, the the mangroves. Yeah, mangrove trees. Uh, yeah, they had to they had to move them and plant them, and there was like a thousand of them, and there's only like seventeen kids doing it. So it took them a little. It took them like most of the day, and she said it was very grueling. It was hot, but they've gotten a lot of like that stuff out of the way, and pretty much the rest of the trip is like their fun stuff. So she's she's pretty excited. So does she then? I think when we were talking about this before, you had mentioned that they do this, right? Mm-hmm. They do that. They do the the kind of the educational part, but they're also they're not in the same spot, right? Like they actually had different places on the island that they went to and stayed, right? It wasn't like they, as far as I understand, they didn't get to like a you know, a certain location and then they're, then they're just there all week, right? Like they actually did. They moved around. Um, they moved around in terms of, of what they were doing down there, right? Yeah, but they're actually changing locations in Costa Rica three different times. So they're three different times. Okay. Today they were moving to a new part of Costa Rica. And I think they were gonna like go to the beach and stuff like that. I, I've I've heard about like whitewater rafting, zip lining, stuff like you know, the fun stuff. So they, they do the educational stuff, right? Or they they move the mangrove mangrove is it mangrove trees? Do yeah. I have that right? Yeah, mangroves. And then they I guess reward. I guess the whole the whole trip is a rewarding experience, right? But yeah. then, but then they're given time for whatever, right? Mm-hmm. For food, for beach, for food and beach. Because I'm not sure what else you do on Costa Rica. Except pretty much food that and beach. I think that's pretty much it. And just go look at stuff. You know, look yeah. at the jungle. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's. Uh, I, she, it it's, looks like she's having a blast. I, you showed me some pictures. It looks beautiful, but it's definitely a kind of trip where like it's a very tangible look and feel experience as opposed to like you go to you go to some place and you see the sites, but the sites are behind a wall or behind glass or behind, you know, something like this is much more tangible, much more hands on of an experience as opposed to like just going and staring at something. Correct. Yeah, that was the other they had another option too. they were. The other option was, uh, I think, Greece or something like that. Whether you just go and just look at stuff, which would be cool. Yeah, I, I think at a certain age that becomes cool. But I think, I mean, maybe a, it, this sounds like the better experience um, for her. Yeah, I probably would lean towards this trip as well instead of just going and looking at things. Yeah, yeah, but which I think a lot of vacations like that, unless you're at a beach, you know, that's that's fun. It, but that everyone, I think there's two different kinds of vacation people because my wife and I have this debate all the time, right? She's perfectly capable of like going and sitting on a beach for an entire afternoon. Mm-hmm. 
I last about 30 minutes. I think we talked about this before, actually. Right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think we did. Like back in like season maybe one or season two or whatever. I last like 30 minutes and I'm like, okay, let's go do something. And the problem is when we go to a place where there is nothing else to do, I end up like pacing up and down the beach very rapidly. Yeah, it's when you end up like you end up looking for like like seashells and shark teeth and stuff. Yeah, just because you're kind of bored of like you know staring at the ocean. I'm gonna go stay. I'm gonna go stand out in the ocean, see if a shark shows up. Yeah, God, I've I've talked about that numerous times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember the water at Myrtle Beach was very murky and it freaked me out. Can't see them. No, I thought I was gonna get eaten. Like every second <laughs> I was out there. Uh, so what we did, Joe, before we put her on the airplane was, uh, the night before we went down to Pittsburgh, got a hotel cause we, she had to be there like three in the morning or something like that. So we, uh, we went out to dinner beforehand and we went to the melting pot. Are you, oh, are you okay. familiar? Yeah. 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 I mean, I have, I have been to the melting pot. Uh, it's fondue, right? Yes. You went to fond- melting pot is a fondue restaurant. Yeah. So. I was actually, uh, my daughter and her boyfriend and myself, we were a bit confused on the whole thing. Uh, my, my wife knew exactly what to expect. But this is a learning, but you're saying this is a learning experience for you. Yeah. Yeah. Because in my mind, I'm like, okay, like fondue, we get, uh, you know, things to dip in stuff. Right. And eat things it. to dip in stuff. Yep. That's pretty much, yeah. I mean, that's the surface level description. Yep. Yeah. So our first like course was a bunch of bread and, and different things to dip in cheese, which was fantastic, by the way. Yes. Uh, the cheese, the cheese and bread is very good. Then we got a salad. But the, the next part is where I got confused on what was happening because okay. there apparently was options on, on how to cook your food. And I was unaware that these okay. even, the, even existed. So we, we ordered this pot to cook the meat in and it was like a broth of some kind Mm -hmm. and she started she brought out she brought out the meat and it was all raw oh yeah and you have to like spear it with these little fork things and which you can't mix up with the other little fork things because it's raw meat too i don't know if they gave you that warning but they're like these forks here are for your raw meat don't mix them in with the with the stuff you've already used. Yeah, and they're all color coded. And then when you stick like like each thing has like different times that you have to cook. Like like chicken is like four or five minutes, where right. a steak is like a minute and a half. So you're setting a timer on your phone. Yeah, everybody's got their phones out, timers going, and I'm like, all right. So at like three and a half minutes left of this five minute timer, I can pull my steak out. <laughs> and then I ate a piece of steak, and then I put another piece on. And I put it in with like a minute and a half left. So then I pull out the chicken and the steak all at the same time. It was like, it was a little bit confusing. It was, it was like, it was a lot to do. Like, it is. To cook and your you food. Have, you're right. You have to kind of, you have to balance it out too when you get to the main course. Cause you have to constantly be thinking about putting in the next piece for, for um, either whatever it is, a minute or three minutes later. Otherwise you're going to eat a piece and then realize it was raw. I, <laughs> Or, yeah, yeah. That, that could happen, yes. Or you eat a piece and then you have nothing else to do because you forgot to load up your queue, basically. Yeah, yeah your next piece, you're like, ah, oh, like I can sit here for five minutes waiting for this chicken or shrimp to cook. Right, exactly. And meanwhile, everyone else at your table is like, no, why did I got mine done? Why didn't you? Yeah, so, I mean, the whole thing, it was interesting, I'll say that. It was, it was a fun experience. Yeah. I would probably do it again differently. But uh, I also ordered duck. Have you ever had duck before? 
You know what? I have never, I have been to the melting pot and I've never got duck there. I always got the steak as the main course. Did How was it? It was not awesome. I'll say okay. that. I didn't even finish okay. it. I tried oh, like. Oh no, it, I was tried, that, it was. Yeah, oh. I tried three pieces. It was kind of gamey. Like it was a little bit weird. Uh, not a huge fan. I would like to try it cooked differently next time if I do try it. But uh, I, I think, guess. Oh, I'm sorry. I would never. No, I was just going to say like I probably didn't do that because when I go down there or the few times that I have been there, fondue duck never really came up <laughs> as like as like the thing on the menu for me personally. I right. was like, I was always this. Like, I think I probably totally went glossed right over it. Yeah. No one's ever like, have you had the duck? Like probably, no, nobody ever think, probably says that. Yeah. No, I don't think I've actually ever. In fact, you're the first one to bring that up. Well, I saw it on there. I was like, I never had duck before. I want to try it. And of course it was the one that had the most amount of meat too. I'm like, damn it. Oh no. So they actually brought you like a ton of duck. Yeah. Yeah. I should have, oh. I, I should have opted for just more steak honestly, or shrimp yeah. or something. But, uh, so after we, you know, have the, the main course, yeah. then they had, then they brought out like the, you pick your chocolate and had oh, all yeah. these like the fondue. Yeah, dude. And they had like the bananas, uh, like rice crispy treats and stuff. You dip yep. all, Oh dude, yep. it was so good. It is very good. If I had to pick two things to do again, it would be the first part and the last part. Like the, yeah, the, 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 the bread appetizer. And yeah, the bread and cheese and, and the chocolate and, and stuff. And it's not, I think what makes the melting pot kind of challenging too is if you're not a hundred percent satisfied, it's not a it's not a cheap date, so to speak. No. Like no, it was it was definitely on the expensive side. Yeah. So you kind of have to be like, if you're not a hundred percent satisfied, it kind of stings a little bit because you're like, ah, you know. And it's it wasn't a hundred percent of what you wanted. And that's what kind of got me was like I because at the end of the meal, like we were all finished up and I looked over and I saw this uh, other table and they had this little griddle thing, like a yeah. grill basically. And they were cooking, like they were grilling their meat. And I didn't oh, even know that okay. was an option. I would have, I would have totally picked that. Or they had like hot oil. You can like sear it in, which would oh, be really, yeah. That would I be, didn't know that they did the hot oil either. Cause I always got, like you said, like the the bucket of broth. Well, that's just it. Like that was my thing is uh, I'll say this. Like I enjoyed it. It was good. I'm not going to like shit talk the melting pot. It it wasn't bad. No, it just wasn't. It wasn't exactly what I expected. What I thought was going to happen was I thought they're going to bring us cooked meat. We're going to dip it in some kind of stuff. Some fondue. I could totally see why somebody would think that like you bring me cooked meat and then I'll dip it in some kind of warm thing yeah some kind of sauce dippy sauce yeah uh but back to the boiling thing it's like so i I mentioned this to you uh when we were at dinner the other day actually yeah Uh, i was like if i invite you over for steak and then you see me (laughs) you see me boiling some broth on the stove yeah yeah and i throw your steak in it are you gonna be a little bit confused i will i would be yeah i would be Right. Or, or, or how about even worse? You just take a raw piece of meat and cut it up into small pieces and then just hand me the boiling bucket of whatever. Yeah, like exactly. It's like, it it just seems like an odd way to cook your meat is in boiling broth. Like I never ever cook meat at home like that. So I, I thought it was just a little bizarre, but it was good though. I mean, I ate it and it was tasty. I, I mean, I, I admit I have been there a few times and I have enjoyed my meal there but also i think you you weren't exactly 
you didn't know what was going to happen. So it can be kind of off-putting if you're like, I didn't know what this was, you know, I didn't know this is what it was going to be. Yeah. Yeah, and I will say too, we had a really cool waitress. That's uh, good. That's yeah. good. I mean, I'm I'm always a, like if if we get a great waiter waitress, I am. Is that the same thing now, or you just call them like is wait it, staff? Is it just wait staff? Okay, I don't know if you differentiate staff, them. Right? Uh, it's like uh, what what was it before? Like flight attendant is now what you call them. What was it before? Stewardess and uh, oh yeah, you can't say you can't say like steward and stewardess anymore. Is that what it's it was? Just, because now it is. It's just flight attendant. Flight attendant, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you can't have the gender-specific titles anymore. No, you just... good Flight automaton. There you go. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so our our, our waiter... Uh, where, no, what do we call it now? Our uh, Wait staff yes, person. Person who waits on us. Yes. Uh, she, was, she was awesome, dude. And she, like, her and my daughter hit it off because she goes to pit where my daughter's going in the fall. Oh, okay, okay. For nursing, which is what my daughter's going into. And so they were getting all chit-chatty and, you know, having, yeah. having a good time. She was a really cool uh, waitress. And she she brought my daughter like a, a you know, like a, oh, I can't remember what it said, something about like, you know, uh, pit, you know, pit nursing 2022 or something like that. Okay, like okay. Like a little dessert, like customized yeah. for her. She was she was earning her tip, man. She did really good. Oh well, that was that is really cool though. The fact that she went and like, I mean, that was clearly not part of the restaurant's like standard menu items. That's that was pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, hey, Jason just texted me. Okay, he's ready. Is this is this, is this part of the interactive experience? It is. Yes. So we're gonna I'm gonna call him now. We're gonna ask him about the uh, that insurance thing. Okay. Oh oh. I think it's working. I think it is working. Hello. Oh, Jason. Dave. Can you hear me? <laughs> I can hear you loud and clear. Can you hear Excellent. me all right? Yes, I am. Yeah. Oh, Joe. Yes, Jason, how are you? Great. How are you guys today? Good. Uh, yeah, we're good. doing good. Uh, we just wanted to, we wanted to get you on the show, Jay, because uh, you, you listened to the last episode, and you heard our oh, discussion. Oh, I listen to every episode. I know you do. Uh, <laughs> send, send that number one fan t-shirt out immediately yeah i don't even think he has immediately. a and bumper sticker yep um i think i have one yeah i do better i hope so um but <laughs> no we uh, we talked about the the insurance thing where the the girl got uh an std in a car from a guy and they end up suing the car insurance company and she got paid like 5.2 million dollars and we had questions so you're the insurance guy. Yeah. Can you give us, you know, the couple minute explanation on how the hell that's even possible and go. Okay. Uh, all right. If you look at your auto insurance policy, which I'm assuming most people don't, but auto insurance claims, they're paid for any claims that occur in, on, or around the vehicle. Mm. So in this, so in this case, she was in the car. Uh, where the value of the claim is coming from, that's hard to tell because liability limits usually in the state of PA max out of 500,000. Okay. So unless maybe guy could try to fight it, but yeah, I don't know. I just <clears throat> like, what well, are that's the, what, what really happened? What Jason said, Geico, I think had previously agreed to some smaller payout or something, but I think she continued to take them to court. 
um, and they lost at the bigger at the bigger number, which was like very surprising that at least the the headlines that were written were surprised. But yeah, I believe they awarded her two point five million. Now, of course, with lawyers, that's split, you know, so. Yeah, of know. course. So she'll she'll get her her very small percentage. Yeah, uh, but 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 again, I mean, whether whatever uh, the the car owner's policy had, that's the most she can get. So I'm assuming this large the large ticket price is coming from the fact that they may have tried to fight it, and then she just kept it going and going and going. Yeah, right, right. So that and I mean, still on a different level. So I think then my remember Dave last week I had a hunch I said I think it has something to do with the the the, the liability that covers more than because car insurance from Jason let me make sure I have this right car insurance seems to be more than what people think it is right it's it's not just for where you wreck into something or somebody wrecks into you it seems to be broader than what most people think car insurance is well, I mean, you could probably even be put in a situation where you open the car door too hard, hit somebody's car. That's, you know, collision claim or uh, let's say okay. you hit somebody. Yeah, but that's, that's car on, that's car on car and, crime. And, <laughs> right. But let's say you, again, I'm not a claims adjuster, but let's even say oh, you drove over my then. foot. I yeah, <laughs> I'll go get somebody smarter than right. me. Um, Can you put somebody else online, Jay, please? <laughs> Let me patch somebody in. Right. Um, the but but let's say you you drove over my my foot. That's you know a it's in on or around the vehicle. If you open the door mm -hmm. too hard and hit somebody, and let's say you broke my wrist or my hand because you opened the door too hard. It was, I was in, on, or around your vehicle. Yeah, but I understand. I understand those. If you back over someone's foot, you were you were driving the car. You did something stupid while mm -hmm. driving your car. You you swung your door open, and the door of the car hit another car. I get all those. But when you're just sitting in the back seat in the parked car, you know, yeah. getting, you know, what you know doing. <laughs> yeah, getting the nasty on, and you end up getting you know an STD out of it. I still don't understand how the car's insurance is responsible for that. It's amazing to me. Uh, the thing is, is lawyers are looking for more and more loopholes. The thing is, is Geico's policy may not have an exclusion uh -huh. for bacteria or viruses. That okay. is the one thing. There might not be an exclusion. So on a general liability policy for businesses, there is a specific exclusion for bacteria and viruses which is why there's so much hullabaloo during covid during covid uh, okay okay yeah huh. i can see Geico's remember we were talking i can't speak for geico i can't speak for geico but they just right their right policy just may not have an exclusion for it so they're like, oh, there you go we're, we're stuck paying it yeah we still don't know if that's the case but uh dave that's what we were bsing about last week was their policy written so loose that it counted Right. They found the loophole. Yeah, they found it. Yeah. Because one of the things that was I saw a lot of analysis on the case was that, well, are all insurance companies going to start panicking now? And you and I both said, well, no, they'll probably tighten up. They'll probably tighten up the policy. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. After this. Yeah. yeah they're all going to. Yeah. They'll add an exclusion to the policy. Right. Right. So can they do that like after a policy already exists or they have to wait until uh, you like re up your oh, next yeah. policy? 
Yeah, they'll either say effective immediately because, like, for instance, flood coverage, for instance, if they know, like, um, let's say a hurricane is coming, you can't write a policy for flood insurance. So what they may do is, like, sorry, you should have got it two weeks ago. Yeah. Right. But um, they could either say it's their problem. The thing is, is the insurance companies, they control it. So if they don't want to write it, they could say effective immediately. This is excluded or at renewal, your policy is going to exclude this. It just depends on how the insurance company wants to go about it. What about all the uh, like there's all kinds of flooding happening in like Colorado or something right now. Mm -hmm. Do, Do you think they all quickly sent out like memos? Like effective immediately, you have no flood coverage because the whole town was flooding. Can they do that? No. Okay. No. Here's the thing: if you have flood coverage, you're covered, but you're not going to. Insurance companies don't want you to say, "Oh, I just saw in the news that a hurricane's coming. Let me call my agent and get a policy right now." Oh, I they see. don't want that happening. So if you have flood coverage, you're covered from the flood because a homeowner's policy does not cover flood. All right. I feel so like you have to have that specific policy. I feel like you're just going down down a rabbit hole of of talking insurance no. now. Like like you're trying to sell it to us. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. I have a deal for yeah, like, oh, by now. the way. Yeah, by the way, I have a new policy <laughs> if you're interested. <laughs> it's called podcast coverage. What it covers. Oh, oh. We should we should get some of that. We should, yeah, in case we I stink. got a ton of it at the office. Yeah. Oh, that's a great idea. All right, let's 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 just call the show now. Let's head down to Jason's office. Okay, Jay will be down shortly. All right. All right. <laughs> See you guys soon. Yeah. Actually, uh, on that note, Jay, uh thank you for uh, you know, chiming in for us on that. But we are going to let you go cuz we yeah, got probably. more. We got more shit to do. All right. All right, talk to you guys later. Thanks. All right, thanks, Jay. Yep. Bye, Jason. Thanks. All right, he's gone. <laughs> so, Wait. hey, there there's there's our answer. We were we I would say that if that's the case, I, and I'm kind of assuming that it is. I think we were pretty darn close last week. Yeah, I'm still not 100% sure he even cleared that up for us. But I, I, Well, <laughs> he explained how I what what I understood and, mm. and what I think it was the case was that the policy was just because, I mean, there's no other way it would have covered. Yeah. The policy was just broad enough that it counted. That's all. Yeah, I think, yeah, he was just confirming what we were yep. uh, assuming was that yep. they, they found a loophole. Yeah. So, all right, well, there you go. Yeah. Thanks, Jay. Thanks for that. All right, let me pull up my notes, Joe. What are we on to next? Well, uh, we have a notable, I think we have a notable news. Ah, yes, we uh, do. With a, phot- a photographer lawsuit. And then we have our last two closing bits today. Yes. So the the reason I, I wanted to bring this up is because obviously uh, this is in my field. And anything, for some reason, photography related, it shows up in my news feed. So I saw this and the headline says, uh, wedding photographer shamed by client over beautiful images, the internet erupts. So it says okay. uh, a wedding photographer team from, oh, oh I'm sorry, this is from Orlando, not, not in Canada. Uh, okay. From, from Orlando, might be taken to court by client over images with bad quote unquote distortion. And it says uh, attempting to take to court over images provided that according to the client show irreversible distortion or what the rest of us are familiar with as bokeh. So if you... Bokeh. Bokeh. If you're not familiar with what bokeh is, it's the blurry background. Oh, okay. Yeah. So as as photographers, you know, we... A lot of us will tend to shoot 
at like a wide open aperture, very shallow depth of field. Yeah. And it lets that, it kind of gives you that separation in the picture from your subject to the background. So your it focus so, is typically your subject, right? Correct. Yeah. So it doesn't look like a snapshot like you, like you would with a phone, even though phones now have, you know, portrait mode and they kind of, they sort of yeah, simulate they, they that. They do that now too. Yeah. Yeah. So, but the, the client was saying that, that their pictures are, are like garbage. They hate them because they can't see anything in the background because they've, they've shot them in this uh, style and they, they want to take them to court and get a complete refund for their wedding photos. And the whole entire internet, like the photographer posted about it and stuff. And there was like, they said like f over 5,000 people commented on it, like coming to bat for the photographer. <laughs> like I could, I could totally see that. That makes sense. Oh, I just, and you know, people were saying like, Oh, you know, you guys are, you know, the, the people that are wanting to assume they call them crazy and this and that. But what I understand is like, as the client who hires the photographer, didn't you look at their work like at all, like prior yeah, to hiring them? You can, right. Cause you could all, all photographers have their catalog out there. So you can see what style of pictures that they take. Yeah. And that's generally representative of most of the pictures that they take. So how did you miss it? Yeah. Unless that was like a, I mean, it, it would have to be a conversation you would have leading up to that. Like, Hey, I want you to shoot all of these, it, like w with extreme depth of field so I can see everything from here to Kentucky in the, <laughs> in the picture. But if that conversation happened, I doubt the photographer would have even agreed to it. But like, no, you're going to find somebody else or just have no, someone, because, have right, someone because use your that, phone. That's not a, right. That's not a style. That's not a photographer style. It's not a professional style photo, right? It's like pull, it's pulling up your phone and taking a, take, snapping a shot. Yeah. It was just, it was very bizarre to me that, that they got, that confused, I guess, on on what to expect, and I don't know. And then they're suing over it. They're not going to win. They're not going to win because they're going to have these photographs in front of a judge, and the judge is going to look at them and say, "These are gorgeous photos." Well, and also, I'm sure, like you said, the photographer is going to bring their back catalog with them and say, "This is what the client had access to before they ordered my services." Yeah, like this is how I represent myself. And they hired me knowing that. And yeah. now they're trying to sue me to get like to just, get their money back. They're crazy. I just can't believe. I mean, this just, I, I don't know. Like, how does this, how do you get a, a professional photo back? Which of course is, is taken in the way that you, that you said, and then complain about the blurry back. Is that, Cause that's, that's what it is, right? They're complaining about the blurry background, right? Yeah. Yeah. I just, I don't know. My, this is like one of those ones where, you know, most of the time when we discuss these notable news, I try to find like the underlying like reason, like even with like the last one with the insurance thing, mm -hmm. like I'm okay. I kind of see how the, how the, how the courts got there. But in this instance, and we don't know how they're going to rule. I just, I, I, this just makes no sense to me. No, no. It, again, like, like I said, as a photographer, it's just baffling to me that it even happened. And it's kind of scary, honestly, that somebody can turn around and then, you know, because they're having like a field day on social media with it. Yeah. That now right. you're, you're the center of attention and being critiqued by people all because you shot a wedding and someone didn't like the style they got, even though the attention, th th that's what they, they signed up for essentially. I can see if it was the yeah. other way where if that, if what they represented was what they represented, like with all the, you know, the pretty boca in the background. Right. Uh, or, or right. If they're false representation, but that's not the case as far as we know. Right. No, it's not. It's definitely not. No, and but if they if they delivered what would look like snapshots, you know, where 
it, there's no depth of field. It's just, or it's all depth of field. You know what I mean? Right, 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 right. Like, why, why did I not get these like pretty stylized pictures? And I got what looks like, you know, cell phone snapshots. That would, right. That would, that, that what actually could be a problem, right? Would, a misrepresentation of your product, right? It looks like a cell phone snapshot, not these on your, on your website or on your Facebook or on your Instagram or whatever. Yeah. Then I'm sure I, I can almost guarantee that's happened to where people are, you know, are taken to court for. I'm, sh- I'm sure of it. Yeah, you're absolutely right. That that had almost inevitably has had to have happened at some point in time. Yeah, but forgetting the pictures that, that you should have gotten regardless, like, and then to be sued over, like. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's it's got to be very upsetting for, for yes. those, uh, that photography team. I feel bad for them. So. Yeah. Well, I hope it turns out okay. Yeah. So that's my, that's my notable news, Joe. That's all right. Notable news it is. So let's move on to. Uh, we, like I said, we saw Top Gun, which we're going to talk about shortly. Don't check out yet. Yep. Uh, we do have another section here before that. When we were at dinner, which we went yes. to Firebirds, which was fantastic, by the way. Uh, if you've never been, say what a steak steakhouse up in Erie at the Erie it's, Mall. Yeah, it's, it's a steakhouse. They have lots of other things too, but um, one of my favorite places to eat. Oh, dude, it was so good. I had to get the filet mignon. It sounds all fancy, but it's... Uh, well, you, Dave, are a very fancy person. So if I see the filet mignon on the menu at a good price, I'm getting it because I love yep. those things so much. And every time, got to get it medium. You get medium well. I'm going to question you a little bit. My wife did. <laughs> Wait, question who? What? If you get medium well on a filet mignon. Well, your your wife did, right? She did. Yeah. So did you look at her funny? I tried not to. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I got you got to get it medium and get it nice and you know, still pink and you yep. know, little little bloody. But dude, it's so yep. so fucking good. But anyway, so what came up in conversation was the way you ordered tickets. So explain because this is our what's okay. the point? So this is, yes, this is another edition of what's the point? Yes, uh, I don't have a sound effect for that. I know we need well we got a new board we got to do that but anyway the uh, the point is this the let me try this first let me try this first here we go what's the point there you go (laughs) (laughs) that can't be the permanent one (laughs) no definitely not watch it's gonna end up being the permanent one I'll just sound clip that and use it (laughs) great Uh, no this this week's what's what's the point comes down to the fact so if you're going to buy movie tickets and I and I'm sure many of us suspect I mean probably before the before the COVID shutdowns at this point, but there's, there's basically two ways to, if you want to get your movie tickets online, there's basically two ways to do it. Mm-hmm. You can go to the movie theaters website. And usually that might be like Cinemark owned by Cinemark or one of the other major chains across the United States, or you can go to Fandango. Fandango is essentially a ticket master for movie theaters, right? It's, it's like you're going to Ticketmaster to get, to get tickets for something at, you know, at your local arena, or you can go to the arena's website sometimes and just get them straight from them. It's the same difference, right? Yeah. But here's, here's what I, here's why, how we got to what's the point, the reason. So just, just to be totally clear, when I ordered us our tickets for Top Gun, I ordered them through Fandango instead of going where I normally go 99% of the time, which is just the movie theaters, Cinemark website. Mm-hmm. And what I and the reason I did is because I had a promotion for Top Gun tickets, right? So like I just I wanted to try to save a few bucks, and the promotion ran through Fandango. 
So I, I dialed up our four tickets, right? I, I, yeah. I, I marked I marked them for the Erie, the Erie theater and I go to check out and I, and I did not know about this before I did it, but Fandango has a service fee, just like Ticketmaster does for ordering tickets through them. Yeah. And that's so the bizarre. Tickets, <laughs> right. And the tickets are the same price as they are if you get them right from Cinemark's website. So I'm sitting there thinking to myself, I, and, I, and I cannot fathom in my head of what is the point of Fandango? If you literally pay more money for the same exact tickets, yeah. somebody explained to me, somebody maybe who's listening to the show right now, somebody explained to me why Fandango exists. I don't know, I, because I, it's not like you have to go physically somewhere else. Like you right. literally just go to a different website and order the yeah. same exact ticket to go to the same exact place for essentially less money. If you just yeah. go to the actual movie theater site. It, it was more expensive significantly to order fan through Fandango. And the only reason why I pressed buy on the tickets was because I had a little promotion from, uh, from a restaurant here in town to get a couple bucks off. So it ended up, it ended up breaking even. Yeah. So it was totally pointless. What is the point? Like, not not to keep like driving the name of the segment in, but seriously, what's the point? <laughs> what I, what the do they old, have? What do they have to offer? What do they give you uh, that, that the other site doesn't have? Is, is it a better I, experience? I, I, the fact, the way the sites work is almost exactly the same. If you want reserved seating, you literally there. If you put them side by side, you could barely tell them apart. You pick the number of tickets, you click on the seats that you want, you go to the checkout. And, you know, it's like you have five minutes to finish buying these tickets. You hit buy. The only thing Fandango does is charge you more money. Yeah, I, I like, just, I do not get it. That's like Expedia. Like, do, do they have, do they have a service fee at Expedia? I'm pretty sure most of the travel, um, what do you call them? Like travel collection sites. The ones that do like a bunch of things at once. Yeah. I'm pretty sure most of them get kickbacks from uh, from like hotels and 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 like car rental companies and such. Okay, so that's that's their angle, like, right? So like when I book a trip or something, you know, if we take a vacation and we need to get a, a plane ticket and a rental car and a hotel, you can you can do all that through like Expedia. Expedia, right? Which they're not promoting this podcast, by the way. But that's like that's the benefit. That's the payoff for you as the consumer to use that site is because it is easier to do all of things that you want to do and book under one roof. Yep. Now to do that for the same, like what, like uh, for movie theater tickets and pay a service fee. Yeah. For nothing. <laughs> for nothing. Yeah. It's not like there was like, Oh, order through Fandango and get free popcorn. Or that would something be amazing. Like that. Yeah. Or, or that, 20% off your ticket or something. No, I ate a lot of does popcorn, not exist. I bought two buckets of popcorn. <laughs> not just Dude, for me. You, you you yes, yeah, so right. You did not eat all of the popcorn. No, but you did buy. But you did buy. You were the guy who went up in the line and bought two buckets of popcorn. Well, dude, the previews were really long. They are. That's true. And it, it was like a half an hour worth of previews. And yeah. I'm, I'm sitting there munching on popcorn. I'm like, this is not going to last me through this two hour film. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm like here, I had. I'm like, you guys finish this bucket. I'm going to get another one. So, yeah, <laughs> I didn't even finish the other one. Like, I think collectively, I probably ate a bucket worth. Uh, God, it's I love fair. Popcorn. You bought a bucket, eat a bucket, right? Uh, bought two buckets, probably ate a bucket. But dude, it was, <laughs> it was. I fucking love popcorn. But uh, that, that's a whole other thing. 
That's well, why, that's well, why I have a popcorn a good, machine. Yeah. This is a good segue, though, into the actual movie. So if you. Oh, here we go. Oh, yeah, here we go. If here you're, here. Okay, you got something for this? Attention. Attention. Spoilers coming. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was just playing around with it. Yes. Yes. That is a very good warning, though, because we are going to talk about Top Gun without without pulling plot points and character arcs, things like that. So if you're yeah, if this is your place to tune out, please stay. But if you don't want to stay, uh, please go. Yeah. If you yeah, if you've seen the movie, stick around. We're going to bullshit about it. Um, yep. But yeah. Like Joe said, if you have not, if you have no intention, yeah, hang out. You can hear us bullshit about it. That's right. That's if right. If it's still on your radar and you have not seen it yet get out of here and come back later yeah. we'll, we'll yes. see you on the next one so all right we've given our warning joe there let's, it is there it is okay let's dive into top gun top gun man I, so i'm gonna let I, you start man because this is like okay. this is all like i love the movie but you really love the movie. i mean i've been waiting since 1986 to see another top gun movie right like i've yeah. been waiting this long and as most things go in hollywood the follow-up is normally and and I'd say most cases never as good as the original movie or they or or it changes too many elements or it doesn't do enough to make it more interesting but that was not the case here. I thought Top Gun Maverick was an excellent movie and in some ways, maybe not always, not not all aspects of the movie, but in some aspects of the movie actually exceeded um, the bar that the original movie set. That's uh, yes. That's how good this movie. I have I have been thinking about it since we saw it because I want to see it again so bad. In fact, this is the second movie in the last year that I have actually been blown away by. Because most things I like watch, I either like or I don't like. What was the first movie? But it was Dune. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Dune. That was I was, was absolutely really blown away by Dune. Um, but this movie I ha- I'm still thinking about, and that I, for at least in my mind really for me represents when I really enjoyed the movie. Like if I don't continue to think about it or if I watch it, but then I'm kind of like, I kind of forget about it, then that's not a big deal. But this movie was excellent. So without getting into the characters and everything first, my broad statement is this movie is excellent. If you haven't seen it, you should go see it because it's that good. Yes. I was so like, one one of my like uh, things about movies that kind of like, as far as how I rate them, is rewatchability factor. Like you said, yeah. I can't I can't wait to see it again. That as soon as I came home, I got on I got on our Apple box and I pre-ordered it. Yeah. I'm like, I, I can't wait to see it. I need I'm just ordering it now because as soon as it comes available to watch, I'm watching it again. And I dude, want it. Oh my God. Like, you know, and again, not to take anything away from the first one, because without the first one, this wouldn't be a thing anyways. Yeah, right, right. Like you said though, there's there's a lot of elements in this movie that, you know, over 30 years the cinematography got so much better that dude. Okay. Let's, let's just dive into. Sure. Sure. Let's just start out talking about, about the, the jet scenes. Holy shit. I mean, that's right. That's, that's the meat of the movie right now. The characters are, their characters are well done. The cinematography aspect is great, but you're, I mean, look, a lot of people are there to see fighter jets, right? Yeah. Yeah. And holy shit. (laughs) And, and what's, Hey, what's really interesting about the fighter jet aspect is that the the Navy, of course, signed up not only to do the first movie in 86, but they completely signed on to do this movie. These are real fighters flying real maneuvers with minimal, minimal CG effects. Now, there is 
I think there is one point in the movie, which we'll talk about here in a little bit, which is clearly a CG effect, but 90% of the dog fighting and aerial combat maneuvers and people reacting to them. So don't forget the actors are in, are in the jets themselves. Yes. Are completely real. And the cinema, I guess just to use the term again, the cinematography of the fight scene of the, of the jet scenes is even better than the first movie. In fact, if I go back and watch the first movie again, I'm probably going to be wanting the longer, more drawn out, easier, not easier to follow, but just better, better shot jet maneuvers in, in the new movie. Yeah. Dude, when they, when they were showing like the different angles, like the cockpit scene and stuff, uh, where Tom Cruise was, he was flying like at like 600 knots Yeah, uh, through this valley. Like the, the way when he's like, when he's, you know, going left and going right, you can like, you can, you can hear him and see him yeah like being affected by the g's every time he banks hard yes and it was it was so cool to see and hear like just how like how he was like like i said audibly affected you know he's he's really groaning almost as he's taking these huge turns yep it was so so cool but yeah dude the the fight scenes were amazing the whole plot of the movie was actually really good it wasn't i didn't even know what it was about yet and like, cause I don't think they really gave much of that away in the trailer. No, they didn't. They did. A, this was one of those movies that I was genuinely surprised that the actual plot or reveal of what was going to happen in Top Gun 2 didn't leak. Now it might've leaked somewhere. I didn't see it. And I will say this, I, I, I'll be, I'll be perfectly clear about this. I actually was not expecting this plot to Me be neither. honest with you. Me neither. I knew it was going to be similar to the original movie, but I really wasn't, ex- I mean, we're, t- we're doing spoiler talk. I yeah. really wasn't expecting Top Gun, and I'll say this, I say this, I say this liking the movie, I didn't expect Top Gun, the Death Star trench run. No, no, it was awesome right? though, dude, over and over again, yeah. like as they practiced for it. It was awesome. It turned out, if you would have told me that years ago, I would have been like, uh, but when I saw it, like when they did it, it was amazing. Yeah, dude, it it was really good. And, and like how, like in the beginning of the movie where, where they kind of set him up as far as like, you know, what Tom Cruise has been up to. Um, yeah. And he's flying that, whatever that thing was, dude, it was the experimental, the experimental, experimental aircraft. Yeah. And he's doing Mach 10. <laughs> yeah. That's nuts. I that mean, was crazy. And there was, there was funny parts in it too, where like after he, you know, again, yeah. spoiler, uh, I don't want to keep saying that, you know, but uh, yeah. if you're still listening, Shame on you if you haven't seen it and you're still listening to us. <laughs> yeah, you should be you should be watching this movie. Yes, uh, but when he when he uh, uh, exited what do they call um, when he exited the aircraft, what do they call that? He pulls the you know he left the aircraft and oh. parachuted down. Oh, uh, yeah, he pulls the ejection. The seat. ejection seat. Yeah, I was remember I leaned over to you. I'm like I'm like what happens to your body when you eject? <laughs> That's right. Out of an aircraft at Mach 10, like you would think something really bad would happen, but yeah. Uh, so he, he ended up like somewhere else in the world because he was going so damn fast. He was probably halfway around the planet. And, uh, <laughs> right. Uh, but yeah, like he walks into a bar or like a re- little like mom and pop it's restaurant. A little diner. It's like a little diner. Right yeah. There. <laughs> he's like, he just takes the bu- glass of water off the tray. He's like, and he's, he's like, where am I? <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. that was to your point, though. I mean, this movie was a lot deeper than just fighter jet sequences. It was. It was gen- it had genuinely like interesting characters, and the thing that it I did not expect either it was funny. 
There was a lot of funny moments. Yeah. I, it, I enjoyed right. it. Yeah, it wasn't. I mean, it wasn't a comedy by any sense of the terms. It's absolutely an action drama. Like it is not a comedy, but it, it had so many comedic key. I'll say it had many key co- comedic moments that really helped like, uh, le- uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, lift the film up like right when it needed that like comic break yeah yeah because it wasn't just all intense all the time right yeah and like so let's get into a little bit of the uh the characters so yes for me for me the big one the big surprise was goose's son yes is in it and he's a fighter jet pilot yep uh what was his his uh his call sign was uh rooster Rooster. yeah rooster. rooster Dude, his his character was so good. And I almost think they kind of, in my opinion, I think they pushed it a little bit too far in his similarities to his old man. Yeah, I mean, the movie definitely takes liberties with, like, reminding you that this is this is like the original Top Gun you saw, but better. Yeah, what, what, what it was for me was when he was, they were all in that bar and Rooster, Goose's son, yeah. has got the mustache, got the aviators on, Sitting yep, at yep. a piano, singing the song that they—I'm pretty sure they sang that same song in the first great, one. Great, great balls of fire. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, seriously, I'm like, what the hell? Are the odds, like, yeah, the, he's yeah. he's gonna pick that song. This kid's like thirty, you know, thirty years old now, or whatever. Yeah, but he's gonna sit down and play that song. He never even like, he probably doesn't even remember that. I don't know. Just it kind of threw me off a little bit. Well, I guess I mean I. I get the nod. I get it. But. Yeah, there were. Yeah, if you're the kind of per like. I mean, I don't know why you wouldn't be, but if you're, there's a lot of nods to the original film. And what they did do something really interesting with the characters that I really liked. And they did this with Goose's son. There weren't, except for Maverick, who, which I'll get, which I'll say in a moment, I actually, they actually changed a little bit too. But all of the characters in the movie, they weren't carbon copies of the original characters of the original movie. But what they did is they took aspects of the characters from the 1986 Top Gun and they, plucked out different aspects of them and they inserted those into other characters in this movie because there are like callbacks to the original films Mm -hmm. but they're kind of sprinkled around much wider amongst a lot of different characters nobody is really a carbon copy of somebody from the first film with clearly the exception that maverick is still maverick right yeah well they had that one character who kind of looked like uh looked like Iceman. yes he was he was probably the closest in terms of like this is this is supposed to remind you of Iceman, right? I actually thought Hangman. that for a minute. I'm like, is that like is that supposed to be his son? Yeah, like, I didn't know he, at first. he was so similar. Yeah, but it wasn't. It wasn't his kid. Um, no, he just and and surprisingly, he isn't. And this actually surprised me a lot because remember how Iceman was a very big focal point. Yeah, in the first movie, as as Tom Cruise's uh, Mavericks kind of almost. Almost antithesis, yeah, right. But that's not Hangman. Hangman is way more, way more brash and 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 dangerous, kind of mm-hmm. than than Iceman was. But also, he takes the Iceman character's role because he knows he's so good right. at what he does. Yeah, he's cocky. Yeah. In fact, there's a lot of Maverick's original character from the '86 movie sprinkled into Hangman by leaving his hang his his wingman out to dry. So that was where they take all those character pieces and they sprinkle them across all those characters in this one. And you know what? Again, it's one of those things where if you would have told me that on paper, I would have been like, 
this just sounds like too many people and it's not going to work. But in Pratt, in film, it actually worked really well for this movie. Yeah, I love they did the uh, the beach scene, like the playing sports on the beach. They didn't do volleyball. Yeah. They played some <laughs> they other didn't like do volleyball, right? They played some weird like double football game or something, but uh, whatever you call it, it was like offense and defense all at the same yeah, time. Off, it was offense, defense, football. Yeah, so two footballs going, and you got to figure yeah. out play offense or play defense. It was interesting, but but it, it, was, it was the stand-in for the volleyball scene from the yeah. first movie. Yeah, everybody, you know, looking all ripped, you know, yep. s- slow mo scenes and stuff, and. <laughs> sun the sun is starting to go down right yeah, of course yeah you gotta have that gotta have that backlighting going yeah it, it was a cool scene I, I enjoyed it not for the yeah not for the ripped men but you know just for the for the nod <laughs> <laughs> well but again it's it's those echoes it's those the story beats from like the original movie are there but they the way they execute they, of course clear the execution is different and and the big surprise for me was that when they do get to the climax of the film, the climax of the film is not what you're, it is what you're expecting, but it's also has the surprise to it. Which I mean, I know we're talking about it. It's, I was surprised that the climax of the film wasn't just a dog fight, right? Yeah. It wasn't just an attack run followed by a dog fight. That's what I was fully expecting when they actually had to, they, they, a couple of them got shot down and they had to escape, which is, I mean, we can say it. It's basically Iran. Right, yeah. Uh, I kind of assumed it could look like that. And they're the only ones that have F-14s left. So it has to be Iran. I was not expecting that. That did that that came out of nowhere. Yeah, which again, I'm glad they did not reveal all of this in their trailer. Yes. I was very surprised. You know, it's worth noting too that Top Gun, the the studio, they held on to this movie. For, mm, that's right. What, like a year and a half, two years almost? I think we're coming up on two years. This movie's actually been done. Yeah. And they did not, they refused to let this go straight to video. I, I can't believe it. I, yeah, I know what you're going to say, but you say it first. Well, I'm saying that uh, I didn't really have a point to that except that, but they, they, they stuck to their, you know, no pun, they stuck to their guns. <laughs> and because uh, they, cause I remember hearing a statement from somebody saying that this movie, they were going to do it a disservice if they sent it straight to video because it was worth seeing on the big screen. Right. What I was going to say is they were right. They were right. hundred percent. And there right. was a lot of people criticizing them at the time when we were all like half shut in or whatever, because of COVID and everything, there was a lot of people criticizing them for that decision. Like, just let us see it. Let us yeah, see just it. Give let it us to see us. it. Yeah. And they didn't. But they, I'm going to say they made the right call because in the theater, this movie absolutely just is just, it's just explosive in the theater it is and i can't wait to watch it in my studio because i have a pretty decent sound system and i'm gonna crank it i want to come down for that so when you're ready to watch it i'm coming down oh yeah we're gonna have another another top gun party <laughs> do it well, again yeah we should because I, I there's so many parts i want to see again like i like i really liked what they what they did with maverick's character because it, it's it the the arc of his life is like very believable and mm-hmm. i there's there's kind of a moment for me do you remember in the movie when he's kind of like too old and too awkward to be sitting in the bar and they jokingly throw him out of the bar? Yeah. That, I think that, I think that moment resonates with a lot of people who grew up with the 1986 film, right? Because here I am, of course, older now and I'm watching that and you're just kind of like, you're like, holy crap. Like they, Maverick himself is getting older, right? Even he no longer fits in with the fighter jockey crowd, right? Yeah. 
even yeah, exactly. he's a little bit out of place. And I just, I just connected with that scene so much because I was like, wow, like I'm getting older now, and this is what kind of what it feels like to yeah. grow up. I'd be the right? guy at the bar just like he was. Yeah. Like, and when they start partying, they're like, like look, old timers, you guys got to go. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, like we're out of here. Uh, <laughs> but no, one one thing I'm glad they didn't do, like a, a typical like movie trope, would be where they were like, uh, you know, there's, there's like that line where they're like, we, you know, like we only have, uh, you know, there's only one man that can, <laughs> yeah, you know, do this. And, you know, it's, it's also, it's like, you know, slow-mo walking. He's like, it's Maverick. Yeah. <laughs> like they didn't, they didn't take sort of that approach with it, but they, you know, and then even Maverick was like, he didn't even want to do it. No. So it wasn't like no, he's he like, you know, coming out of retirement. He's like, oh, yeah, it's, I'm glad you guys remembered, you know, who's number one. Like he was, he wasn't like arrogant about it. He's like, I don't want to do this. <laughs> yeah. And that was a really cool stage. That was a really cool foundation for the movie that, that it actually went against a lot of the tropes mm -hmm. that you would expect the movie to do, which is like, we're just going to do this. Right. And like the whole movie is the whole movie is like talking about like why this is not a good idea. Yeah. Even Maverick, even Maverick is like, this is a terrible idea. Yeah. Dude, the scene, the scene I love so much is when they decided to, well, I guess we have to mention too that uh, Val Kilmer was in this, and he was, he was. Uh, like he was ill and ended up passing away. Uh, and after, because he was the reason that they that Maverick was in there, because he was there. Like, uh, what was he? He was like, yeah, Ice Iceman is the admiral. He's he one the of the admiral. admirals in the Navy, and he, by special request, you know, because because the Navy. Well, the movie picks up the Navy has been trying to axe Maverick for years, right? Because he just keeps. He's been getting into trouble for like 30 years. Yeah. And Iceman, at the very end, it was supposed to be end of Maverick's career. Iceman kind of saves him and says, I need you to finish one more class at Top Gun. Yeah. And then after after he had passed in the movie, uh, they immediately basically fired Tom they Cruise. They fire him, yeah. Like, you're done. Like, you don't have any, uh, you got you got nobody backing you up anymore. Right. So what I, like, getting back to it, my favorite part was where, Tom Cruise took Iceman's words and decided he he stole a jet. Yeah. <laughs> and he flew that route that they were that he was training all the other uh pilots to do. Pilots. And as he's doing this, or right about to do it, the guy that took over the training for Maverick says, you know, we're we're changing the times, we're doing this because it can't be done. Yeah. And then, like I said, Maverick steals a jet. And as he's talking about it, he starts flying the route and he does it like under the time. Dude, that was like that whole scene was just so intense. It was, it was awesome. Absolutely awesome to watch ex to be executed. And, and it's nice because the entire time that movie Maverick is not being that person. He's basically like we should like this is this is so dangerous. All of these people are going to die because because I don't I don't want to be. I don't want to be the one responsible for teaching them to do this and then it not working. And then he proves to everybody in the room, quote unquote, that it can be done. It's just such a great transition point in that movie. Yeah, it was, it was so good. It was really, really well done. And yeah. then uh, moving forward. So they end up after that, you know, they have that conversation. It's like, I don't know whether to fire you, you know, or, <laughs> uh, you know, or have you thrown in jail or promote you to team leader. So, yeah. then, so then Tom Cruise, now he's appointed uh, team leader, and he has to pick himself a wingman. And who yeah. does he pick? 
Yeah, he picks he picks Goose's son. He picks Rooster, picks even Rooster. though Rooster up to that, which is interesting because up to that point in the movie, Rooster actually has been underperforming. Yeah, he's been underperforming. He's too cautious. Uh, he is not. He is as Maverick had said earlier in the movie. He's like, you know, I pulled your papers at the academy because you're not ready. But like Maverick's doing that whole thing where Iceman told him like, you can't just teach these guys stuff. Sometimes you have to show them. Yeah, is a really really great point in that film. Yeah, and then. Also, too, the fact that Rooster still was not real, real pleased with uh, with Maverick because of what happened, you know, in 1986 with his with his old man. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and they end up, you know, they 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 have their moment, and they, you know, finally find respect for each other, or I guess for he finds respect for him. Yeah. Uh, but dude, yeah, I mean, I guess we want to dive into the rest of it, like just the last little bit. We're already at like an hour three, so we should probably keep, but you know, keep this a little short. You know, if I, to be, I want to be a little, to be a little bit balanced. If there was a, it, and I, I told my wife about this almost as soon as I got home. The one thing I don't understand they did in this film, especially when you get into the last scene or you get to like the last third of the movie, and the characters keep saying the awkward. There's one awkward phrase in this movie that, as a fighter jet hobbyist, mm-hmm. drove me absolutely crazy. What was that? Instead of instead of making up a a bullshit fighter jet name for the for the for the for some of the newer fighters that the enemy had in the movie they kept saying the awkward phrase fifth generation fighter yeah oh yeah and i can't believe they just didn't say something like the s58 or the or the x22 or something or the x30 or something like that right could they just could they not just name it like there had to be some reason they couldn't name it well the first movie they didn't name it either there's no mig there's no mig 28 those okay. are just Amer- those are just American F5s painted black. And they did here's here's let me tell you, let me just tell you the reality of the politics behind the movie. They want to show this movie all over the world and you can't th- there's too much political risk with actually saying that that was a, a Sukhoi 57. Oh, okay. It's an S57. It's an SU57. Um okay. and they can't say that. So the only thing I wish they would have done differently. This is like the biggest nitpick in the film that I had was that I wish they just would have called the enemy fighter something st- just something just bullshit like they did in the first film saying fifth generation fighter for like the the 30th time in the movie i was like stop it it was kind of goofy minor nitpick on my end completely minor nitpick when you get to the final scene you're not even thinking about that anymore no i'll add one more thing i thought was really like an awesome you know part of the uh, the plot and, and, and a nod to the old one is when they went when they uh when maverick and rooster ended up crashed but yes. like behind enemy lines they they snuck onto their base and stole an f-14 that was awesome <laughs> that was, I was so cool I, was, I just i was i knew they were gonna have an f-14 in the movie you somehow. had to you had to <laughs> they had to and like i had no idea how they were gonna do it i had my theories of course uh but i had no idea how they were gonna because i was not expecting to see top gun maverick with a with a like it was like a 15 minute sequence of behind enemy lines yeah like was, i cool. i did not see that coming at all and that was that part of the movie is so it's it's yeah admittedly far-fetched because what is it but like so well executed just loved watching them fly the f-14 out of there i just everything about it was fantastic <laughs> like like when rooster's like he's like why are the wings coming out <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah like he He's a, he's a pilot. He's, he probably should have known what that what that looked. I thought that was a little weird. I'm like, I'm like, oh Dude. no. Well, oh, you know what? You took that scene differently than I did. The reason 
why he was asking that was because he didn't expect Maverick to put the wings in that position. Oh, oh, for takeoff. I, I think he expect. You know what though? Your take on the scene might actually be correct. Wait, what's because what? no, he would. Okay, you know what? That line is in there for comedic effect because there's two ways to take his line. We uh, don't have enough time to d- dig into it now. Next time I'm down there, I'll explain why I understood why he was saying it. But now that I think about it, I actually think that your reasoning behind him saying that line is actually correct, but also is nonsensical because clearly Rooster would know what an F-14 is. Yes, that's what I thought too. I'm like, I'm like why, does, why is he surprised? But then I yeah. thought, I'm like, well, maybe they're not supposed to be coming out at that moment for takeoff. Maybe they come out once you're in the air. Or something. I don't know. I don't. I don't know the no, reason. No, the F fourteen. F fourteen actually is supposed to, if I remember correctly, and someone's going to call me on this, but I believe the F fourteen does take with the wings extended, not not folded back. Okay. Then so, my, my initial reaction was was right. I'm like, why does he not know what that is? Yeah. Yeah. So again, again, yeah, another maybe a tiny character flaw, but again, that whole scene though, executed from beginning to end, is a thrill ride. Like it's being on your like your favorite roller coaster twice. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so if you somehow have listened to all of this and haven't seen the movie. <laughs> or you haven't run out of your house yeah. right now to go see this film. Yeah, this is say, one you, of the best films I've seen in a long time. Go catch it before it leaves the theaters. Like, you got to see it. And if you uh, if you already saw it and, you, and you've been uh, listening to us talk about it. Uh, thanks for know, sticking around. <laughs> thanks for sticking around. Yeah, exactly. So, all right, man, we need to wrap this one up. So I, uh, I'm going to get us out of here. And thank you guys all for tuning in. And we'll see you on the next one. Talk to you next time.